Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. We thank you that we're righteous. We thank you that we're justified. We thank you that we're sanctified. God, we thank you that we are all of this because of Jesus. We thank you, God, that it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lived in us. Our lives have been crucified because of Christ. So we thank you for all of that, God. And I thank you for the Holy Spirit reminding us, God, of who we are now that we are in him. So, Father, on today, I thank you that as I open my mouth, you have already filled it. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your loving kindness on today. And, God, every attack and every assignment that the enemy has sent out against us today to keep us, God, from being focused, to keep us from hearing, God, what you have to say unto us, God. I break the powers of the enemy on today in the name of Jesus, every demonic force I bind right now in Jesus name and I thank you God for light let there be illumination let there be light coming from the word today that it penetrate our very beings and it come out of our mouths like a two-edged sword like a fire that devours everything around us like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces so we thank you for all of this on today in Jesus name amen amen last Sunday we were talking about I am stuck. And dealing with being stuck, it means that you're in a particular situation or you're unable to move from a particular place or position. And we talked about how the word of God will get you unstuck. It will pull you out of every given situation that you're in that represents darkness. Amen. So I went over that, but today God want to go over some more dealing with I'm stuck, but we're adding more to it. So go with me to Genesis. We're back to in the beginning. And I think we're all familiar with this passage. In the beginning, Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. You may be seated. I want to talk about this morning, faith-filled words. When you are stuck, you have to speak faith-filled words. And those faith-filled words are words you're speaking because you believe. Faith-filled words is words that you're speaking that you believe. And the only thing that we should be believing is the word of God. This is why when God, Elohim, which is the creator, he's the source of everything. We cannot forget him who has created everything. He is the source. And if he's the source of everything that he created, that's who we're supposed to be relying on. We do not rely on anything or anyone outside our source, which is God, the creator, Elohim. He is God, the creator. He is the creator and judge of all things. God is Jehovah. He is self-existing. Nobody did not create God. God stands alone. Why am I saying this over and over again? Because if you're not dependent on the source, How can you believe in what's written? If you're not dependent on the source, how can you believe in what is written? He said in the beginning, he was telling us how it was in the beginning. He described how the earth, he said the earth was without form. That means that it was empty. There was nothing there. It was empty. When God created, he took nothing and he made it out of something. There was nothing there. 
nothing there. God took nothing and made it out of something. And God did not do it alone. He did it with the Son and the help of the Holy Spirit. All three of them work together, but they are one. They are one. So we see that he described how it was. It was void. It was empty. There was nothing there. It was worthless. But then it said, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. We have to understand that when we're speaking the word of God, the spirit of God, which represents the power of God, when we're speaking what we believe, he released the power for what we have spoken to manifest itself. So we have to understand we don't just speak just to be speaking. We don't just speak just to speak because somebody else spoke it. We only speak what we believe. So God said, let there be, and the Bible say there was. So God spoke into existence what did not exist. God said he had to speak. And this is what God want us to do. He want us to do exactly what he done. He spoke everything into existence. And he spoke it the way he wanted to be. He didn't only speak it and he said, and it was, but he saw what he was speaking. So all of that worked together. Even when you're speaking, in order to walk by faith, you have to see what you are saying. When you see what you're saying, you're bringing it into reality. If you're speaking something and you're not seeing it in the spirit, then that means that you have not believed exactly what you're saying. So we see that God got everything the way he wanted it to be. He created man. Man was the last one that he created. He said, let us, here go the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together. Let us create who? Man in our own image, in our likeness. Why? Because he wanted us to represent him on this earth. How could we represent him if we weren't created as spiritual beings? Because God communicate with us through the Spirit. This is why we're born of the Spirit of God. So the born again process takes place in our spirit. This is the part of us where the enemy cannot touch us because he cannot get to us because our spirit is what? Sealed until the day of redemption. So we see that after God created everything the way he wanted it to be, what did he do? He created man and he placed man in the Garden of Eden. Everything was set up, nothing missing, nothing broken. But then it, the Bible began to say, after he did this, it said that God rest. God rest. That means it was finished. It was complete. So he could take what? Rest. And that's what God want us to do. He want us to take rest in what he's already done. He does not want us to go out and try to do anything. He want us to take rest because we're seated. Didn't we say this? We're seated with him, with Jesus. And when you're seated with the person, you are at rest. You're not working trying to do anything. So if you're trying to get anything from God, you're living under the law. See, grace provided everything that we need. So the same way that God spoke things into existence that did not exist, this is what God want us to do. He want us to speak those things that be not as though they were. So we're speaking spiritually. We're operating according to what? According to the spirit. So God want us to speak faith-filled words. God said and God saw exactly what he said. Amen. God said, let there be and there was. So when you speak, you should have faith to believe that what you are speaking, it has already come to pass. You may not see it naturally, but when you see it spiritually, it's going to come naturally. Amen. So I want to go back over this. We did something on Tuesday night. When we speak in faith-filled words, we really rely on God. We don't trust in ourselves. When you trust in yourselves, you're not relying on God. That means that you really don't know God. When you truly know God, you can lean, you can depend on God. You can take yourself out of the picture and say, God, I trust you outside of me. God, it don't look like in the natural that this is going to work, but God, I trust you. That's why the Bible say, trust in the Lord with all your, lean not to your, but acknowledge you. And all, 
When you acknowledge him, he's your source. You going back to the source. Why? Because you saying, God, you the creator, you the maker of everything. So you know how things need to work. You know what need to happen with those things. You are Elohim. Amen. Tuesday night, we were talking about the vine. We was talking about John 15 of how Jesus is divine and we're the branches. And everything that we need has to come from that vine. That means that we got to abide in that vine. We got to remain in that vine. We got to lean, depend on that vine. When you let go of that vine, what happens is that means you're saying, I can do it. I don't need your help. So as long as I'm connected to that vine... That means that I'm trusting, I'm leaning, I'm dependent on that vine. I'm saying without you, I am nothing. And this is why when we're leaning and dependent on that vine, sometimes things get in our way. Sometimes we have blockers in our lives that get in our way, that try to stop us from leaning and dependent on that vine, that try to stop us from doing what that vine would have us to do. See, Jesus, he leaned and he depended on God, the Father. He said, everything that I see the Father do, that's what I do. So that means that he spent time with that father. He knew his father. He had that relationship. He had that fellowship with the father. He didn't do anything outside of the father. This is why you saw so many miracles coming from Jesus. This is why you seen him feed a multitude of people because he was dependent on God. He wasn't dependent on himself. He was trusting in what the word had already said to him. So we see when you depend on that vine, that means when blockers get in your way, sometimes we need to be prone, y'all. Because if we're not getting any pruning, that means that it's things in our lives that stop us from bringing forth, from bearing the fruit that we need to bear for God to get the glory. So when the Holy Spirit show us what these blockers are, we're ready to get pruned. The word of God will prune you. The word of God will cleanse you. So when that pruning takes place, it helps us to bear more fruit. But some people don't want to be prone. Some people want to stay stuck. See, we're still talking about being stuck. We're still talking about speaking faith-filled words. When you are stuck, that means you don't need God's help. That means you don't need nobody's help. That means I can do this on my own. I've been doing it this long, and I'm going to keep on doing it. But I want to ask you something. Is it working for you? Are you getting the results that you need by you doing what you want to do? But as long as we trust and depend on that vine, he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, that's when you can ask. See, some of us are asking, but we're not really leaning and depending on him because we're still trying to work it out with the finance company. We're still trying to work it out with the lawyers, with the doctors. We're still trying to work it out with man instead of saying, I'm not going to let go of the vine. Because I know that the vine has everything that I need because he said if I call on him, he's going to answer me. That's a promise and he's going to show me great and mighty things that I don't know. See, these are faith-filled words that you have to be speaking. When you're speaking the word of God, you got to speak the word of God by faith, not by intellect. And those faith-filled words have to come from deep within. They have to come from your heart, not from your head. Some of us can quote the quote, but it's in your head. It's not in your heart. When it truly get in your heart, your life will change. You won't do the same. You won't say the same. You won't be in the same places that you were in before because the word, which is the seed, the word is a seed. We're born again of incorruptible seed, not corruptible seed, which is the word of God. When that seed gets down in your heart. When you begin to open your mouth and you begin to release it, guess what? That's when power comes through those faith-filled words. The power is not going to come through those words unless they're truly believed. Some of us are just speaking scripture. Some of us are just speaking after what somebody else said, but do you believe it? If you believe it, you ain't depending on nothing else but the word. What are you doing outside of the word? When you truly believe something or someone, you ain't looking for nothing else. Come on, married couples. If you truly love your mate, you ain't looking for nobody else. You don't want to be with nobody else. 
You're looking straight ahead. You're not looking sideways. Come on, when you're really in love, when you cut off everything else, come on, when we say we really love him, we keep his commandments. How do we keep them? With the help of the Holy Spirit, because we can't do it on our own. Just like David, he messed up with Bathsheba. But when he got reminded of something through a prophet, David said, I have not sinned against man. See, he ain't thinking about man. He said, I have sinned against God. So we got to recognize it's not about what man see. It's what God is seeing. You taking him everywhere you go. So our dependency has to be on him continually. This is why he told his disciples, if truly you are my disciples, you will continue in my word. And if you continuing in my word, what did he say? Then you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Some of us cannot experience freedom because we're not continuing in the word. We're hidden and missing when it comes to the word of God. We only go in there when we're in trouble. But if you're in there every day and you're getting to know your loving father, you ain't going to want what you want no more. Things begin to change because your mind is being transformed. It's being changed. You're not conformed to the pattern of this world. You're not looking at the world no more. You're looking at who you are now that you're in Christ. It's time for us to get transformed and changed through this word. It's more than just saying, I'm saved. Your life has to reflect who you are. So when we go back and we look at these faith-filled words, like I said, dealing with the vine, and I'm going to do this uh, illustration we've done and Bible study. Some of y'all wasn't in here, but some of y'all watched it. And we're going to uh, show you how, what it means to trust. Amen. So this time, Jennifer, come back up. Stand in the middle there and face the doors. Okay. Tyson, come behind your wife. Fall back, Jennifer. Fall back, Jennifer. You hesitated. Okay. Stay right there, you two. Okay. How many times did I have to tell Jennifer to fall back? And then did she hesitate the second time? Is that not what we do with God? We don't trust him enough. That means we're not really hanging on to that vine the way we need to. Start again. Fall back, Jennifer. Okay, she fell back. But what if Tyson stepped back a little bit more and she knew he stepped back? Would you fall back? No. We wouldn't do it, would we? Thank you. Mishan and um, Pookie, come up here, please. See, we're talking about holding on, trusting in that vine. Amen? You stand in front, fall back. Did she hesitate? Okay, move back a little bit, Michonne. Fall back. Did she hesitate? What does that mean? She trusts her husband no matter how far he go back. She know you're going to run up and catch me. This is how it, y'all don't get it yet. Y'all don't get it yet. Y'all ain't got it yet. No matter where you go, no matter what situation you're in, can you trust him? That means no matter how bad the situation is, don't you know you can fall back in his arms? Don't you know he's giving you a comforter? He's giving you a, don't go nowhere. He's giving you a comforter. He's giving you a helper. He's giving you a sustainer. He's giving you everything you need. So no matter if you're in a burning building, can you still trust him? Everybody's saying yes. You know why you can trust him? Because God, even if I die, I'm going to be with you. That's where we're supposed to be. Turn back around, Pookie. Mishan, come here for a second.
to have enough trust to know that wherever she fall, I'm going to be there to pick her up. That's marriage. And in order to have that kind of marriage, he got to be connected to the vine. She got to be connected to the vine. He got to love his wife the way Christ loved the church, knowing that there's an order in the house. It is God. It is my wife. Then it is my children. Nothing in between. Then it's the church. As long as we stay in order, he can catch her every time. Thank y'all. So when we put our trust in God and our dependency on God, no matter what's going on, we can say, I trust you more than what's going on. You're the source. You know more than what I know. Amen. God is so good, isn't he? Let me give you another illustration by holding on to the vine. Quanta, come up. I want you to face the front. Hmm. Help me, Holy Ghost. Mitch, come up. Stand behind Quana. Fall back, Quana. Did she have any hesitation? My husband said yes. Quanta, did you have any hesitation? A little. Why did you have a little? She don't, okay. Thank you, Quanta. That's all I wanted to hear. Let me tell you what she said. She said, I don't know him like that. Let me step out here. Some of y'all don't know the father like that. That's why you have hesitation, because you haven't gotten to know him. Thank you, Quana. See how God shows you where you are? She said, my husband caught it. Everybody else was saying she did it, right? Some people. But he caught, there was some hesitation. All of us hesitate sometimes. When it comes to God, we hesitate Sometimes. Is that not right? We say, God, I know it's you, but God, show me it's you. That's hesitation. When we truly know God, we'll say, you don't have to show me nothing. You're still God. You're still my source outside of everything going on. I'm going to do something else. Come up, Sister Loretta. Just stand where they were standing. Always want to stay focused, right? We don't want to look at what's going on around us. We always want to stay focused. Because we're going to depend on that vine, right? Sister Loretta, take a seat. I just told you take a seat. How many of us do that with God? How many of us do that? Sister Loretta said, well, I didn't know. That's right. You didn't know. But you just tried it out, right? A little hesitation, but you tried it out. I just say, take a seat. That means you got to listen. He said, take a What were you doing? So what were you trying to do? Listen to what was already done. Is that what we do? We think God's going to do something. That he already done. We got to trust God no matter what. He's divine. We're the branch. So in order to trust God, we going back to, we got to get to know God. How are we going to get to know God? We're going to get to know God by fellowshipping with God. We're going to talk to God. God's going to talk to us. We can communicate with God because we're what? We're spiritual beings, right? 
So if, if we're communicating with God and we're going to and fro when God is speaking, we're going to hear what God has to say at all times. There shouldn't be any hesitation. The more you know God, there shouldn't be any hesitation. Even when man is saying no, we don't hesitate because we know what God said. I'll give you an example. I'm talking about speaking faith-filled words. In order to get these faith-filled words, we have to understand we got to have the faith of God. And in order to have the faith of God, we have to be born of God. So this is why the Bible says, by grace are you saved. Through faith, and it's not of yourselves. It is the what? Gift of God. It's not a works. This is the gift of God. So that means the faith that we have to believe in what the word is saying is coming from God himself. This is why Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. And he said, the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and died for me. That means that Paul said, the faith that I have, it has come from God and this is how I live. I live according to the faith that I have, which comes from God. None of this Bible would be real to us without having faith, which comes from God. How do I get this faith? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. So when I hear the word of God through a messenger that's bringing the word of God, that's how faith comes. Amen? That's how I get faith. So the Bible says that he has given every man, according to Romans chapter 12, the same measure of faith. That means all of us, when we got born again, he didn't give me more than you. He gave all of us the same measure of faith. But it's how we appropriate what we have. And you know, there's great faith, there's little faith. You see people doing things far more than somebody else. Why? Because I believe that they have grew in their faith. How did they grow in their faith? They took God at his word. They began to meditate on that word. They began to study that word. That word began to drop in their heart. It began to come out of their mouth and people began to see the manifestation from what they believed. Some of us say, God, give me more faith. That is error. God is not giving you no more faith. He gave us all the faith we need. Where are people getting this from? Because when God told, when Jesus told the disciples about forgiving one another, 70 times 7, he said, increase our faith. (laughs) He wasn't going to increase their faith for that. So don't use that scripture to tell people you got to ask God for more faith. He has given all of us the same measure of faith. It's just how you use what you have. That is an error. Do not pray, oh God, if you want me to do this, give me more faith. He said, I've given you the everything you need. I'm not going to give you no more. You just have to step out in what you have. When you step out in what you have, guess what? That faith begin to grow. That faith began to look big in other people's eyes because you're trusting God even the more. So don't ask God for no more faith. You got all you're going to get. And it's part of the fruit of the Spirit. Amen? Everything that we need, God has already given us to us. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. In who? In Christ Jesus. So we don't need to ask him for anything else. We need to believe in what we already have. When you believe in what you already have, you can step out on what you believe. When we first started out in ministry, and I tell this all the time, God was letting me know how to step out in faith. He was letting me know how to walk by faith and not by sight. See, that's what faith is. Faith is not seeing and believing. Meaning I don't have to see it. To believe it, I just know what God said. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. I have what I need already in my hand, even though I yet don't see it naturally. Why? Because I don't go on natural. I go on supernatural. Because I'm a spiritual being. So if I got the title deed in my hand, I can still hope for yet What I don't have naturally because I know it's already mine because I'm seeing it spiritually. When we first started out in ministry, everything that God would tell me to do, y'all, it was crazy faith. No money in the bank, but God, you said it, so I'm going to do it. 
So each time I done what God told me to do, guess what? It looked like my faith was just getting way out there. So I didn't want to stop there. I wanted to keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. I'll give you an example naturally. You know how sometimes you may renovate your house and you start in one area. And at first you like, I don't really want to do this. It's a lot of work. I'm just going to leave this alone. But then, you know, you build up yourself to do it. And so you start on that area and, and that area is finished and it's looking good. And you turn around and you see how good that area is looking. Then you say, I believe we can go a little bit farther. That's how faith works. You started here, but you're ending up there because you trust in God. God wants you to trust him before you see it. God say, trust me, I'm God, I'm your source. So when we started out in ministry, when God was telling me to do different things, I was like, God, we don't have this. God say, trust me. All I would hear was trust me. And I'm like, okay, God, I'll trust you. And when I trust God, I began to see in the natural what God was telling me in the supernatural. Because God said you walk by faith, you don't walk by sight. You don't wait till you get your money to do something. You don't wait till you get your credit cards paid off to do what God is telling you to do. You don't wait to tell somebody when God is sending them to you to give them some money. Well, I got to pay this off or I can help you. That ain't faith. Faith says, God, I don't have it naturally, but evidently you sent them to me. Now, I'm not talking about a beggar. I'm talking about someone that God sent to you because he know you have what they need. Just like the widow woman, when her husband died, she knew the prophet. She knew that prophet was a mouthpiece for God. Her husband was a prophet. She knew that, you know, whatever God said, God would have to do. She went to that prophet and she told him, they're going to come take my son. So when the prophet gave her a word, she knew that word wasn't coming from the prophet. It was coming from God through the prophet. So she took the word from the prophet. She had to hear it first. Faith come by and hearing come by the word of God, by the messenger who God is sending. So when she heard the message that was coming to that prophet from God, she acted accordingly to what was said. Now, the first thing he asked her is, what do you have in your house? She said, I only have what? A pot or oil. So he used what she had. God can use what you have. It don't matter how small it is. He's a big God. He can do it seatedly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. And in order for that power to work, you got to believe in what you are saying. So the woman took the man of God at his word. Guess what? She had enough to live off of to pay her debts and she had enough to live on. So this is what God wants from us. The first thing that we got to do when we accepted him as our Lord and Savior, we had to believe. The word was spoken. We had to take that word, believe that word. God gave us faith to believe that word now that we're born again. But we just don't stop there. Our minds have to be renewed of who we are now that we're in Christ. We have to know the benefits that we have now that we're in Christ. But most of all, we got to get to know our source. We got to trust our source more than we're trusting what's going on around us. God is not going to leave you by yourself. How do I know? Because he said, I will never leave you, nor shall I forsake you. I will be with you until the end. We cannot go into this word and just pull out something and read it and have not gotten revelation from it. You cannot just teach people based on what you read. You got to teach people based on your experience, based on what you have received from God himself. It have to be some illumination. It have to be some light coming from what you are going into. You can't go copy some copy and paste what somebody else said and think that you can read it and get something out of it. If you ain't got it, how you think somebody else going to get it? You can't go on what everybody else is doing. You got to go on what the spirit is doing in you. God already know your deposits. No deposits, no return. You cannot wait a day of and think that you can go pull a scripture and it haven't got revelation off of it and just give it to somebody. No, you got to meditate on that word. You got to let that word 
illuminate. You got to let that word come alive. You got to let that word quicken you and be life unto you. You just can't do it. Get the word because you excited. And now you're going to go in there and tell somebody something that you don't know. Because when you know, they're going to know you know because you live in what you know. You're not trusting man. You're trusting God. God wants us to trust him. He wants us to believe what he's saying. And the only way we can do it is staying in connection with him and the word of God. Some of us have disconnected from that vine. Why? Because when things go wrong, we're running everywhere else except God. See, God knows all things. Everything about us is already written. It's already written. So why wouldn't we go to the source and say, God, you already know. I'm going to trust you in this. But I'm coming to you, God, because I need an answer today. My money can't answer me with this. My money can't take care of this. Y'all, it's coming a time that money is not going to be able to take care of you. We have it, but it's not going to do any good to us. So we have to be in a place that we know what the word of God is saying. Just like that woman, she had that oil in her house. It was meaningless. But God took the little that she had, y'all, and he made it much. Quit saying a dollar ain't enough. Quit saying your coins ain't enough. Because God can tell you to take five cents and hand it to somebody and you can be putting it in the hand of a millionaire. But we look at small things now and we're thinking it's not enough. Well, I don't have enough money to go to work. But the Spirit is saying, I still want you to go to work. I don't have enough gas to get to work. Trust me. I want you to still go to work. So on your way to work, Guess what? God's in there pulling to the gas pumps. Pull in. Well, God, I told you, pull in. You pull in, and as soon as you pull in, there's a gentleman on the other side Say, I've been waiting on you. God told me to fill... Y'all don't understand. God told me to fill up your tank. And that's what they did, and that's all they did. And that, when are we going to get to the point that God is more than enough? When are we going to get to the point of saying, you do you, but I'm going to do me. And my way is God's way. That's the only way. God wants us at a point, no matter how good your bank account look, no no matter how you feel on the inside of your body, God said, I want you to trust me outside of what look good because everything that look good ain't good. Because it's going to be something that pop up to make your body go into limbo. It's going to be something that pop up to wipe out your bank account. So when all of that happened, do you know God? Do you really know him the way he needs to be made known? Because when you really know him, you can rest. You can rest because you know he's already provided everything that you need. So God want us to speak faith-filled words. He only want us to speak what we believe. Not what somebody else said, but what we believe. I can speak a scripture that Miss Deborah said, but that scripture is not affecting me the way it has affected her. Why? Because she meditated on that scripture. She lived according to that scripture. She know what the word of God has done in her life. So I'm going to take that same scripture and try to act upon that scripture. But I'm saying, Miss Deborah, it ain't working for me. That's because it's still in my head. It hasn't dropped into my heart. Once it drop in my heart and come out of my mouth, the power of God is released and it's manifesting right before me. We're too much in a hurry when it comes to the word of God. Why are we in a hurry? Because we want people to see us, not him. We want people to know that we got all of this word. I'm spitting all of this word out. But it can be worthless and meaningless when it ain't in your heart. You can spit it out, but can you go back and tell them what it's saying for real? Can you tell them when the word said by Jesus Christ, you are already healed. Can you tell them for real that you have taken that medicine, that prescription, and it works for you? Can you really tell them that without just saying it? Have you experienced that scripture? 
to the point of that the scriptures above what you feeling right now. I don't feel right, but the word says. Hmm. God said, I want faith feel words. I don't just want you to speak. I want you to believe in what you are speaking. When we go back through the word of God, God spoke through those prophets. There were mouthpieces for God. They spoke concerning Jesus. And everybody was speaking the same thing concerning the coming Messiah. When it was time for the Messiah to come, Mary got chosen as that version. When Mary got chosen, God sent the angel to Mary to give her a message. So remember, faith come by, hearing come by. So when that angel went to Mary to speak that message, to tell her about the son of God, what did Mary do? Mary said, be it unto me according to, be it unto me according to thy word. And guess what happened? When Mary said that, the Holy Ghost came in and the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. And there go Jesus, salvation in her womb. Now, Mary went about her business, but let me tell you how good God is. Y'all go to Luke 37, Luke 1, 38. Let me tell you how good God is. I love this. When Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. Well, Luke 1, 45. Remember, she was going to meet Elizabeth. And it said, and blessed, happy, also to be envied, is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of the things that were spoken to her from the Lord. When Mary walked in and gave a salutation to Elizabeth, the baby began to leap in her womb. And Elizabeth began to prophesy to let Mary know. When Mary said, according, let it be unto me according to your word, Elizabeth was confirming that she was with child. See, when you believe God, let me tell you something. When you believe God, and you holding on to what God says. Guess what? You holding on because you believe. You saying, God, I don't have to see it to believe it. This is what you said. So this is what I'm going to stand on. This is what Paul was saying in 2 Corinthians 4.13. It is written in the scripture, I believe, so I spoke. Our faith is like this too. We also believe and so we speak. Paul knew that he can depend on that vine. He knew his dependency was on the vine. It was not on himself. So we have to take the time to go into the word of God and to meditate on that word day and night. That's the only way we're going to have good success. That's the only way that we can deposit that word in our heart. Y'all, it is a heart thing. For out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. What seeds are you depositing? Death and life are in the... And those that love it shall eat what? Are you speaking death or are you speaking life? Whatever seeds you deposit down there is going to come out of your mouth. Is it death or is it life? Are you saying I'll never have nothing? Nobody will never like me. Everybody's always against me. I will never be married. I will never have children. I will never have me a boo. What's wrong with me? You speaking death words. And if you're speaking death words, they are manifesting right in front of you. But when you speak according to the word of God... That's what's going to manifest. And if you keep speaking the same thing and it's a pattern, that means it's a stronghold. That means that the enemy have you in a wall, a fortress in your mind. And every time somebody come at you with the word, you come back with them and saying, I'm not going to be nothing. Nobody like me. I ain't going to never have no friends. Da, 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 da. That's death. God want us to speak life. Even in the midst of death, he want us to speak life. How do I know this? Because in John 11, Lazarus was dead. They buried Lazarus. But when Jesus came in on the scene, he knew who he was. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He knew this. Jesus wanted them to know. No matter when I show up, I'm bringing life with me. I'm bringing life with me. 
So he told them, move back the what? The stone. That stone had to be removed. Just like we have stony hearts. What do I mean by stony hearts? God has given us his heart. He has given us his spirit. But because we're more sensitive to the things of the world than the things of God, our heart has become hardened. It has become callous to the things of God. So when the word of God is spoken to us, it's meaningless to us. It's worthless to us. The only thing we hear is what has been said. You're nothing. You'll never mount up to anything. You'll be by yourself. Da, 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 da. But if you're hearing the word of God all the time, you're going to receive life from that word. He said, quicken me according to your word. Make me come alive according to your word. Your words are spirit and they are life. Who want death spoken to them? We want to make sure that we're speaking life at all times. No, no, but this is what God says. And we're going to go on what God is saying. So we see that Mary received life in her womb, which is Jesus, the one that was the bringer of life. And then when Jesus came forth, what did he do? He gave us this life. And he wants us to give this life to other people. So we need to quit speaking death-filled words. God wants us to speak faith Feel words. The word of God is full of faith. So that's what God wants us to speak. So our minds have to be renewed according to what the word is saying, not according to what man is saying. We'll go back. God is not man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that. Have he not said it? Shall he not do it? Have he not spoken it? Shall he not make it good? The question is, what have he spoke? Have you spent enough time with him to know what God is saying to you? This is why we're stuck. We're stuck in places because we're not spending enough time with God to get unstuck. We're spending too much time with YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, whatever other social medium mediums are out there, but we're not spending enough time with God. The more time you spend with God, you will be unstuck and you will be speaking what God would have for you to speak because you're speaking according to the word, not according to how you feel. You're not denying how you feel, but you don't go on your feelings. You go on what the word of God is saying to you. When you begin to speak, Faith-filled words, powers released from those words. It is proven. When you go in the book of Ezekiel, remember Ezekiel 37, God took Ezekiel out in the spirit. And when he took him out in the spirit, he saw a valley full of dry bones. Did he not? Those dry bones were dead bones. And God began to ask him, can these bones live? He turned it back on God. He said, only you know God. Because he know that God is the source of all things. But God began to tell Ezekiel, this is what I want you to say over these dry bones. And when Ezekiel began to say what God, listen what I'm saying, he said what God told him to say. He didn't add to it. He didn't take away from it. He had to speak according to what God wanted him to speak. And as he did it, those bones became a mighty army. He was talking about Israel. And God is saying the same thing to us. When we take the scripture and we spend time in the word of God and we meditate on that scripture and it gets down in our heart, we will begin to speak what we believe. And if you're speaking what you believe, you're only speaking it because you believe you already have it. Why speak something you don't believe? Some people say, I keep quoting and quoting and quoting and quoting. You can keep quoting all you want. But if you're not believing in what you're quoting, what's the point of quoting it? This is why you got to spend time with the word. You got to say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to get out of this today? Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And as God speaks, that's when illumination comes. That's when light comes from the word. And you say, oh my God, I got it. I got it. God gave me another illustration. Remember I said God said it was finished? And he sat down because it was finished. He was at rest because it was finished. Remember, we're seated with Jesus and it is finished. I want to give y'all an illustration. Who got some paper in here I can use? 
paper. Anybody got some paper? Tear it up for me. Just tear it up and put it right there in the middle. Tear it up. Put it right there in the middle. Y'all see that paper? Don't go nowhere. Y'all see that paper, right? Let's say Tiffany is cleaning her house and it's a mess in her house, right? So Tiffany picks up that mess. She cleaned it up, right? What you going to do with that mess? You going to get rid of that mess, right? Okay, get rid of it. What we do with trash? You sure about that? Because some of you got trash in your house right now. And you ain't got rid of it and it began to stink. Okay, she threw it in the trash, right? So Tiffany is looking back at her house. And how do you feel, Tiffany? You feel good because it's clean, right? Right? Okay, let's say somebody else come in the house. Somebody else come up with some paper. Come up. Tear up some paper. Throw it down there. Okay, Tiffany. Najina bought something in your house. What you gonna do with it? I'm annoyed. No, no, no. Talk about being annoyed. Talk, talk, talk about it. And what you gonna do with it? Okay. You got rid of it. Have a seat, Najina. She says she got rid of it, right? She said she threw it in the trash. But she said she's what? Okay. Somebody else bring me some more. Come on, Stacy. Somebody get ready right behind Stacy. What you going to do with that? Okay, thank you, Miss Stacy. What you going to do with that? Okay. And what's going on? Throw that down there. Go ahead. What you going to do with that? Anybody got any more? Come on, Patricia. Throw it down there, Patricia. What you going to do? What you going to do? Come on, talk about it. Talk about it. Okay, let me know. Let me know. Let me know when you want to sit down on it. Why you keep cleaning it up and throwing it in trash? Okay, you don't like it. Okay. It don't make you feel good at all. Is there any more? You ain't got it yet. 
How you feel, Tiffany? Okay, Tiffany, let me tell you where I started from. We started with it just a little bit. We threw it in the trash. Tiffany was okay. Her house was clean. But Tiffany didn't do nothing, did she? Remember when I said, God said, it is finished? That means it's complete. So no matter what comes to your house, when you know who you are in God, you speak to what's coming. Come on. Because you know who you are now that you're in Christ. You're putting it in the trash, but you still haven't grabbed hold. How many of us don't grab hold to our position? We keep picking it up, thinking we're cleaning. We're doing it. You were doing it. You ain't realized. He said, it is finished. It is complete. You don't have to accept this no more. So when they bring it, you say, in the name of Why do we keep accepting what don't belong to us? But we fuss. What was she doing? She was doing more fussing and complaining instead of speaking faith-filled words based on your position. So you letting all the garbage come into your house. And know what we do when we let garbage come in? We say nothing because we think that's our position. That is not your position. God said, let there be, and there was. And everything that he said, let be, was good. If that ain't good, you're going to open your mouth. You don't sit there and take it. That don't belong to me. I am chosen. I am forgiven. I am accepted. I am righteous. I am sanctified. I am holy. Come on, somebody. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in Faith. 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 What are you speaking? You're speaking death. Death is in your house. I guarantee we got death in all of our houses. This is why. My dad, my two aunts that's in here, Miss Mary, my granddaddy wouldn't allow it in his house. He wouldn't allow that foolishness in his house because he knew his position. He went and used his authority. You do not allow people to come in your house and drop off their mess and just put it in the trash can. What is our position? What is your, even if you're married, you do not allow your husband nor your wife to make you feel like you are nothing. When you know your position, you know that's the spirit using that person to make you feel worthless. And that's when you start using faith-filled words and say, I am loved. I have been accepted. I have been chosen. I am redeemed. I am who God says that I am. And when you start speaking life based on your position. God said, I want you to speak faith, feel words. Baby, you're so full of thinking you're making it right because you're not saying nothing. You got to speak according to who you are. Mary said, let it be. If it's outside the word, it ain't coming to me. Because if I allow it to get in, it kept bringing other stuff. Don't make nobody make you feel like you ain't been accepted. Because it's not based on you. It's based on his son. 
I can go to the Father through to the throne of grace to find mercy in my time of need, not because of me, but because of Jesus. I'm always accepted by the Father. How do I know? Because he forgave me for past, present, and future sins. So even if I mess up, he don't see me. He see his son. He see the blood of Jesus on the mercy seat crying, have mercy, have mercy. I get new mercy every morning. So we are really being trash cans. That's where our worry come from. That's where our sickness and disease come from. All these things come from what we have taken that we should not been have not been taken. So know who you are. When you know who you are, you can begin to speak. According to you, who you are and not who people want you to be. Some people do you that way because they tore up. They want you to feel rejected because they're rejected. But that's when you begin to minister to them and begin to say, I am a child of the king. I am a daughter of God. I am who God has created me to be through Jesus. I am. That I am because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Miss Stacy, come up here because you were saying something. Come up here. Yeah, can we have the mic? Now, before she says something, there's paper still in that floor. Let's see if anybody grabbed this one. Let's see if anybody get this one. I'm going to see how long that paper going to stay in that floor. Y'all getting it? Sometime a person get to a place that they're so bogged down that they can't help themselves. And God sends someone else, even a little child, to encourage them and to remind them who they are. But you know what we Christians do when we see somebody bursting out in anger, bursting out in frustration? We get in there, I ain't got time for your mess today. But we supposed to. Whoa. Everybody that's bursting out in anger or doing the same thing over and over again. You don't a soft answer. Grievous words. When you in the spirit on the Lord's day, you don't do what they do. You encourage them. You remind them of who they are now that they're in Christ. Come on, Miss Stacy. You said everything that I was thinking. I was just wanting to say to Tiffany, speak to it, speak to it, speak to it. Speak to the thing. Speak to the mountain. Speak to whatever issues that you're going through. Like when people kept coming up, you just stop them. No, you're not coming in here. You're not coming in here. You're not bringing any of your mess, any of your garbage, any. Now, if you want to come and pray with me, we can do that. I can sit and pray with you, but you're not going to bring that stuff in my house. Amen. And look at this, y'all. How many of us allow that instead of speaking faith-filled words? Because, you know, what we say, I'm tired. I'm so tired of going through the same thing. Nobody know what I'm going through. Nobody's going through what I'm going through. When am I going to quit going through what I'm going through? When God already paid the price, it's finished. Amen. To God be the glory. Now I can give you the last scripture, and Miss Stacy went over it. The one we pull out all the time. Mark 11. When Jesus cursed what? The fig tree. And this is what he's saying. 
And Peter calling to remember said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest wither the way. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain were those mountains that was coming to Tiffany. Be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he saith. So we have to speak faith-filled words and don't doubt in our heart and we will have what we say. Amen. We got to stand for what we believe. How can you stand for something you don't believe? Amen. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. At this time, do we have any announcements? Can we come forth with the announcements? And while they're coming forth, if we have any visitors that would like to stand, please feel free. Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.